This video follows on from an earlier video I've done about domestic abuse and domestic violence, which is entitled Make a Plan in Advance. And arising from that suggestion, I thought I would uh, do another video about um, coercive and controlling behaviour, which is part of um, domestic abuse and to show you how it's possible to find out quite a lot of information on the internet and the usefulness of it because it can help to put your situation into context. And so in relation to this, I'm looking at the website, or I have been looking at the website, cps.gov.uk, and I've been looking under legal guidance the CPS is the Crown Prosecution Service and they are the prosecutors, the people who take cases to court when the police have sent them files to review. Prosecutors decide on charges and they also decide whether something is, is, is actually a criminal offence and the kind of offence that's been committed. So they decide on any charges that someone before the court faces. And um, so using the CPS what website's really useful because it gives you some idea of the way that um, the people in authority are thinking. And these are websites that obviously lawyers will be looking at a lot of the time and getting guidance from too. So you can do that. And I've, as I said, looked at the um, CPS um, website and under the legal guidance I'm looking at a page which is entitled Controlling or Coercive Behaviour in an Intimate or Family Relationship. And um, so that I can help a little bit, I'm going to read out the list of the kind of things that amount to coercive and controlling behaviour. I thought that would be useful to have a go at and see how, how you, you find it and to give a little bit more background. And what I'm trying to do here is to help you to realize that there's a lot of information on the internet, as I said in my previous video, which is useful and which you can access. And so you get um, a lot more information than, than you would have done years ago when it was all pretty secret because the lawyers and those kind of people, the courts, the judges, they knew, they knew the rules. Um, and they shared them with you if you paid. Uh, very different situation nowadays. So on this website, I'm going through quite a long list. I'll take it slowly because if you're in this situation, you might like to be thinking whether it applies to you or not. But don't despair if nothing like your situation um, is being described because I'll go on with a little bit more information afterwards which will show that this is not a complete list, these are only examples and you may well see that your circumstances equate to the, kind of, the same kind of things as these. So here we go. Isolating a person from their friends and family. In other words, making sure that somebody remains outside the family, not getting family support, and relying more on the person who's doing this. So um, that's, that's a potentially abusive situation. Depriving them of their basic needs. Well, that could be anything. That, that could be food, um, accommodation, 
um, any clothing, anything that makes life really difficult. Monitoring their time. So keeping an eye on what they're doing all the time, asking them where they're going, what they're doing, where they've been, who they've seen, taking far too much interest in all those things, um, meaning that they really want to control your life in every aspect. Monitoring a person via online communication tools or using spyware. Now that obviously is a very significant current problem for some people where um, they don't have any privacy because whatever they're doing um, is accessed by their partner or by the family member who is um, abusing them. And that really is terrifying, I imagine. And um, for that reason, in the previous video, I've suggested that you shouldn't take any risks. Use your, use your technology for the kind of things that um, don't matter so much, but see if you can access technology elsewhere at a library. Um, via friends and family who would let you use their technology. But always have in the back of your mind to not take any risks. Taking control over aspects of their everyday life, such as where they go, who they can see, what to wear, and when they can sleep. And we can add to that list um, makeup, that kind of thing, what, what makeup they're allowed to wear, if any. So those are common problems, and often you hear about those. The next thing is depriving them access to support services such as specialist support or medical services. Depriving them access, that's, that's serious, isn't it? Not letting them access services. I suppose because they're fearful that if you access these services, you're going to say something, or, it's be, or it will be apparent that you've got a problem. So if you go to the doctors and you have a bruise or an injury of some sort, um, they, they might well ask you how, that, how you've come by that. You might tell them and it's noted in the, the records and they're obviously not wanting you to do that. Repeatedly putting them down, such as telling them that they are worthless. Well, of course, that's really trying to make you lose your self-esteem. And I think from what I've heard from people that that's very quickly achieved because it doesn't take very long when someone's telling you that you're not capable of doing anything to start believing it. So that's something to um, consider. Enforcing rules and activity which humiliate, degrade or dehumanise the victim. So that's making you do something you don't want to do really um, and that is to be avoided. Forcing the victim to take part in criminal activities such as shoplifting, neglect or abuse of children to encourage self-blame and prevent disclosure to authorities. So if something goes wrong, you blame yourself in other words, that's, that's what the intention is, you blame yourself and if you've done something wrong and they know you've done something wrong, you'll worry that if you go to the police or if you go to social services, um, if you do, you're going to get into trouble. So that's, that's, the, um, that's the issue there, that you won't tell because you know you'll get into, into trouble if you do. And so you can be forced to do anything then because 
you know it will be, you, you committed a criminal offence, you've done something embarrassing you wouldn't want your family and friends to know about, or worse than embarrassing, um, and they've got that over you. So that's, that would be um, another possibility. Financial abuse, including control of finances, such as only allowing a person a punitive allowance. So I've seen cases where um, people have been given so little funds, it would be impossible to keep a family uh, in food and in clothing, um, and it's, it's just unachievable. I've also seen circumstances where people have been asked to produce a receipt for everything they've bought, and then the person's gone through the list and criticised them for buying the wrong make of something, or that something was too expensive and shouldn't have been bought. Um, and that can be deeply troubling. Control ability to go to school or place of study. So that's trying to stop you making, making um, progress with your schooling and studying, which will obviously make you more powerful. So the, the idea is to stop you. Taking your wages, benefits or allowances. So you're working hard, you're giving, you're getting a wage and then it's taken from you. Obviously, couples share their finances, but it's where you don't have a say in it and um, you're forced to give up the money uh, when you've got lots of things that you really could buy that would help the family in any event. Threats to hurt or kill, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Threats to harm a child, dreadful thing to do. Threats to reveal or publish private information, e.g. threatening to out someone. Threats to hurt or physically harming a family pet. Assault. Criminal damage, such as destruction of household goods. Preventing a person from having access to transport or from working. Preventing a person from being able to attend school, college or university. Family dishonour. That's, that's kind of those kind of cases where ultimately it could end up in um, the killing of someone, honour-based killing. Reputational damage, so presenting you in a way where your, rep your reputation is attacked. Disclosure of sexual orientation. Disclosure of HIV status or other medical condition without your consent. Limiting access to family, friends and finances. So all of these things are things which are coercive and controlling. In other words, you are being made to do something that you don't want to do, and you are being forced to live in a way which is unacceptable to you, but which you are tolerating because you don't know what to do about it. So if you're in that situation, here is a list of what the Crown Prosecutors are being told about, but you can look at your own situation and decide whether this kind of meets the same level of seriousness as the, all of these issues are. At the end of the list, and you can go on the website and you'll see this, this is not an exhaustive list and prosecutors should be aware that a perpetrator, that's the person who does this, will often tailor the conduct to the victim and that this conduct can vary to a high degree from one person to the next. So this is only suggestions. There will be lists far longer than this 
of applicable behaviour which are coercive and controlling. And it's interesting that they are suggesting, and it's true, and recognising that because somebody knows you well, they are obviously very well aware of your frailties, your vulnerabilities, and it's when they start to make use of those to um, grind you down, to uh, make you feel worthless. So that could be a lot of things that people could do in those situations. And the final sentence after that is, it will be open to the courts to consider acts by a defendant and to conclude whether those acts constitute criminal behaviour. So it would go to court and ultimately the court decides whether the circumstances are meeting what's required for a criminal offence to have been committed. In addition, on the website, before the list starts, it says, prosecutors are advised that a pattern of controlling or coercive behaviour can be well established before a single incident is reported. Now, that's what I was saying in my previous um, video about domestic abuse. It's well known that people can be living in the most appalling abusive circumstances and to be withstanding these kind of problems for a long period of time before they ever do anything about it. Potentially, people do it for years. Um, and it's um, deeply, deeply harming. But they're recognising that this can have been going on for a long time. And it's not unusual if that's the case. In other words, they're making, there is, a, there is an, an indication to prosecutors not to judge people because they haven't gone to get help sooner, um, acknowledging that it's really difficult to do something in these situations. And it continues, in many cases the conduct might seem innocent, especially if considered in isolation of other incidents, and the victim may not be aware of or be ready to acknowledge abusive behaviour. So. Obviously, every relationship has its ups and downs and there can be occasions when things are said or things happen that are unacceptable. Uh, and one-offs are probably not, not to worry about. But on the other hand, and this is acknowledging it here, um, don't think that if this carries on repeatedly that it's innocent, because it isn't. It's, it's directed at you for a reason. Um, and... For a long time, people don't even realise that they're being abused in these situations and that it is abusive. So um, this is an acknowledgement of that. The consideration of the cumulative impact of controlling or coercive behaviour and the pattern of behaviour within the context of the relationship is crucial. So that's what they're looking at. The impact of all of these things that you are suffering from day to day all the different things, the patterns that are emerging, and they're all coming together. And in coming together, they present circumstances which amount to a criminal offence. So 
The On Record app will help you, it's ideal in this situation to help you to label an incident, if you can, into separate threads and to have lists of the number of times that these particular things that happened to you have happened to you and that will help the prosecutors to understand what's been happening to you because you're identifying the individual problems, the period over which these things have been happening to you during the time you've been recording them and the number of times these things have been happening to you. So the app is tailored to enable something like controlling or coercive behaviour to be illustrated in a chronology. So it's really useful for this purpose. This approach, I'm carrying on, this approach will support the prosecutor to effectively assess whether a pattern of behaviour amounts to fear that violence will be carried out or serious alarm or distress leading to a substantial adverse effect on usual day-to-day -day activities. So you're either fearing violence or your way of life is adversely affected. And so those are the things that the prosecutor, if he or she takes it to court, has to prove and if it's proven to the satisfaction of the court, a guilty verdict will be found. And so my best piece of advice, I think, in this particular video is that if you use the On Record app, you have technology which will enable you to help the prosecutor, to help a lawyer who is looking at this information to have a case which they can use and be successful to get a good outcome for you. I'm hoping that this is a good way of illustrating the way in which the professionals will look at your situation and I welcome some feedback about whether this is helpful or if there are other ways of presenting this information which you might find more helpful.